Last week's message was called A Fearless Faith. We talked about having a fearless faith. Yeah? We talked about willing to, like literally getting to the point of we're willing to look at fear right in the face and saying, I'm not afraid of you. I don't carry your spirit. I carry a different spirit from God. I talked about looking fear right in the face, right? I talked a little bit about um, I talked about, like, if you're afraid of the dark or if you're afraid of, like, this crazy clown thing that's going on. I talked about just, like, calling it what it is, right? It's silly. It's clowns, right? It's people that are so far and separated from God. They need God, right? And we could be praying for people that are so lost and far from God. We want to bring those people home. God loves everybody. He loves all of them, yeah? We are no longer slaves to fear. This is good news. Somebody say amen. God has replaced our fear, if you've let him, God has replaced our fear with boldness. God loves replacing weakness. He loves replacing all kinds of things, fear, things from the enemy. He loves replacing those and turning them into good things. He loves giving us self-control. And last week, we talked about this awesome verse. I want to tell it to you real quick. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, which says, For God did not give us a spirit of fear, or nervousness, God gave us a spirit of power, love, and self-control. Another version says, or a sound mind. When you're fearful, when you're afraid of something, you do not have a sound mind. You're, you're worried, you're nervous, you're freaked out, right? Like when you watch a, a scary movie, right? You're freaked out. You don't have a sound mind at that point. Nobody watches a scary movie and you're like, meh, this is nothing. Paranormal activity? Yeah, right. Not real. Dude, that stuff is scary, right? Fear is, fear is bad. It's not something that we want. God wants to replace fear with boldness. God doesn't want us to be fearful. He doesn't want us to live as slaves to fear. He wants to free us from that. Yeah? So I'm going to pray real quick because I just read the word of God. So I'm going to pray real quick for tonight's message. God, thank you so much for tonight, Father. Thank you that you are here in the room with us. God, thank you that you are constantly replacing things in our life that need replacing. Thank you, God, that you are for us. You're not against us. You love us so much, God. So I just, I just ask that you come in, you take over tonight, God, and you show us how to be fearless, right, God? So we, we, we just trust you. We love you. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Come on. The title of my message tonight is Fear Not. <laughs> Nate, you already had that up there. Fear Not. That's the title of my message. You guys sense the uh, tone, like, right, the past couple messages? We're talking about getting rid of fear. I don't want fear. So I want to tell you guys a story. How many of you guys enjoy my stories? Oh, gosh. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. Some of you didn't raise your hands. There's the door. Um, seriously, though, I love telling stories. Since I was a little kid, my mom told me to be quiet because I just talk all the time. I just, we don't talk anymore. Did you guys realize that was a song earlier? Okay. I want to tell you guys a story. When I was in high school, I don't know if Valerie, my wife, I don't know if she's heard this. Um, so when I was in high school, I was like, ooh, that was senior year, I'm going to say. And I went to Coast Union High School up in Cambria, real far, way up there. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Cambria. It's way up there, right? Big old long drive on Highway 1, 15, 20 minutes to get to school every single day. So I had a car. I had a 1987 Honda Accord with automatic seatbelts. Come on, somebody. I was rolling in that thing. So rad. Had 230,000 miles on it. It was legit. This thing was amazing. I worked for like five, six summers to get this thing doing, being a surf camp instructor and stuff like that. 
and it was all worth it. I'm not going to tell you the price of it. It's just the fact that I owned it. It was awesome. It was my ride. It was blue. It was awesome. But it, it had some miles on it, so it wasn't the most trustworthy car. So one time, after a late-night football game, went to my buddy's house. We'd always watch funny movies, and we were watching movies, and he's like, dude, I'm going on a snowboarding trip tomorrow. Do you want to come? And I'm like, nah, dude, I'm going surfing. No, I'm not going snowboarding. I don't care about snow. I care about the, about the surf, right? He's like, well, you got to go home because I'm leaving at like 5 a.m. I'm like, that's in four or five hours. I better head home, right? So I get in my car. It's like 1 a.m. I got to drive home. It takes about driving. It takes about 40 minutes to get to my house. So I start driving. It's dark. It's one in the morning. I'm driving in my Honda Accord, just me and my, my tape deck, right? So, oh my gosh. You guys can laugh at that. It's pretty funny. Got had tapes. It was real. Don't ask me what the tape was. It was a sermon, right? I was practicing. I knew I was going to be a youth pastor. <laughs> It was not Nirvana. Come on. Um, no, seriously, though. Hillsong United. If you don't know who they are, they will rock your world. They've been around for a long time. Whitney, don't say, I don't know who Hillsong United is. Come on. Oh, Hillsong United. They used to have tapes of their, wor their worship stuff. Anyways, so I'm driving, and my car kind of starts, like, shaking a little bit. Shimmy in a little bit. Lights start to, like, flicker. I'm like, Oh, ooh, Honda. No, 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 not now. Not now. Like, I just started driving. I still had a long journey home. Nobody on the road, right? And the car just, like, j -j 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 starts just, like, dying, right? Have you ever been in a car that does that? Yeah? Oh, okay, cool. Now, you will experience this. These cars die. And it just gives up. Like, it's just, j -j -j -j, it's just, like, shaking. I'm like, oh, I gotta, gotta pull over, right? I, like, pull over to the side of the road. And I'm like, oh, no. Right, and I get out, and like engine's kind of smoking a little bit, and I'm like, oh, man, Old Blue. So I called it Old Blue, and I'm like, Old Blue, don't do this to me. I got to get home. I need sleep. I want to go surfing. <clears throat> and I'm like, oh, man, I went to go start it, you know, just like the, j j like, right, no lights. Just the whole car was just dead. It was just done. Didn't want to run anymore, and I was like, no, Old Blue. All right, I'm going to call my dad. I go get my cell phone. And I had the first version of the Nokia brick thing was about, yeah, a little smaller. <laughs> and I look at it, and no reception, and I only had one battery, or like one little bar. There was three little bars, and I had one little bar for the battery, and I had no reception. So that thing's dead, right? And I'm like, oh, man, there's nobody coming. There's nobody coming. Um, shoot. I'm like, I guess I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk to the call box, right? I'm going to walk to a call box. It's all good. Two in, one in the morning, no big deal. I'm just going to walk up to this call box. I saw it, and I was like, call box, woo, savior, right? And I, like, run after the call box, like, seriously, on the side of the road, just, like, running for the call box. I get to the call box, and there's tape over it. It's out of order. And I'm like, no, and I, like, open it up. I'm like, no, no, it is going to work. And I, like, pick it up, right? And there's nothing. And I'm like, 911. Like, I don't know who it goes to, right? I'm like, whoa, just help me. Ah! Right? And I put it back. And it's dead. Like, out of order. And that was the next call box in Tokayukis, which is where I needed to go, which is probably 13, 14 miles away. And I'm like, oh, man. Somebody will pick me up, right? So I stood there for like five, 10 minutes. Nobody. I was like, dude, it's 1.30, almost 2 in the morning. Nobody's going to pick me up. I'm going to have to walk. I go back to my car, like, you know, no flashlight. I'm not prepared. 
I'm not prepared for this stuff. No flashlight, nothing. Like back then, phones didn't have flashlights on them. There was nothing I could do. Yeah, thank you for laughing at me, whoever that was back there. Thank you for laughing at me. But you guys, check it out. It was dark, and I'm on the side of the road. Has anybody ever read Goosebumps? I read, like, all those books. That was such a bad idea. Goosebumps, like, I start thinking. I'm just like, I got Goosebumps. I started, like, I'm like, oh, no. Like, I watched my mom. She didn't know, but I used to watch Unsolved Mysteries, this TV show on Lifetime. Horrible. I'm like, dude, I'm about to become an Unsolved Mystery, right? It's late. It's dark. I'm on Saddle Road. I'm about to be on that show, probably. I'm about to become the Unsolved Mystery. Something's going to happen to me, right? I'm in the dark. Something's going to happen. I'm going to get Freddy Krueger'd, right? I'm going to get Texas Chainsawed, like whatever. All these just, are you afraid of the dark? Nickelodeon, like all this stuff was going to happen. I knew it. I was just like, right? I didn't have a sound mind. My mind was running like crazy. I was just like, ah, right? Freaked out. Freaked out. Cell phone's dead. Car broke down. Nobody's coming for me. Nobody even really knew I was out there. And I'm like, okay, I got to walk. I got to walk to my house. So before I went to go leave, I looked at my backpack, and I reached in my backpack, and I pulled out this Bible right here. And I said, okay, I'm taking the Bible. And I took the Bible, and I'm like, ha, what a godly man, right? I'm taking the Bible. No, seriously, though, I was not thinking, like, power and, like, verses. I was literally thinking, like, okay, if some sketch dude comes, like, right? Like, I'm going to hit him with this. Or, like, I also, one of the things I thought, right, this is what your mind does. I thought, I'm like, dude, there's a lot of pages in a Bible, right? If I need to start a campfire on my way to home, right? One page at a time, that's all good. Just start at the back. Um, <laughs> seriously, I was not thinking about that this was God's word. I was just like, ooh, yeah, I'm going to punch him a deck of fool, right? Like, it's going to happen. So I start walking, lonely on the road. It's all dark. And I'm like walking, I'm like, uh, right? Like this was me walking, just like, not today, not today. Get away from me. Like, right? Just like freaked. I'm freaked. Yeah, I remember how scary it was. It was gnarly. I had 13 miles to walk on a dark road all to myself, right? And I'm walking, and then something amazing happened. This is all truth right here. Something amazing happened. I'm like, yeah, 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 I got a Bible. I'm like, okay, what have I heard in youth group recently? <clears throat> what have I heard in youth group recently? My youth pastor talked about how um, God, in, in, uh, in the book of Genesis, the very beginning, God made the sun to govern the day, but he also made the moon to govern the night. So the moon is kind of like the sun of the night. Get it, right? So when it's full, it, it's actually pretty bright, right? And I'm not even kidding you. Right when I thought of that, and I was like, oh, I should go look around. Not even kidding you. I looked up, and there's a full moon just bursts out of the clouds. Full moon. And I'm like, sweet. You know when it's full moon, you can go outside, and you're like, this is great. Woo, I'm going to go outside, right? So I had a little bit of light, and I'm like, okay, God, that was cool. But um, if you're real, I'm really freaked out right now. If you're real, I want you to show up. I want you to show up. Show me something that has to do with my situation right now. And I can't tell you how many times I've done this I just did it this morning, but I can't even tell you how many times I've done this with the Bible where I go, God, show me something. God, what do you want to show me? And I just spent a few minutes. I opened it up, right? I opened it up right to this page. It's to the book of Psalms. And I looked. I had my thumb on Psalm 139. 
Nate, put those first, put the first verses up on the board for us. I'm gonna read, I'm gonna read this to you guys. So if you want to go to Psalm 139 in your Bible. And if you don't have a Bible and you can't find it, it's gonna be up on the board for you. I'm gonna read you this because it's amazing. Ready? Psalm 139. Try and follow along in your Bible or up there. Psalm 139. Oh, Lord, you have examined my heart and you know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my every thought when far away. You chart the path ahead of me and you tell me where to stop and rest. Every moment you know where I am. You know what I'm going to say, even before I say it, Lord. You both proceed and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to know. Verse 7, I can never escape from your spirit or your presence. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the dark place, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. Verse 11, I can ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as the day. Darkness and light are both alike to you. Verse 13, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous and how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in my mother, right? As I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Hold on, I'm almost done. Almost done. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God? They are innumerable. Innumerable. Hold on, here we go. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up in the morning, you are still with me. Verse 23, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Right? Amen. So I landed on that. The, the Bible is the best preacher ever. So that's what I landed on. Here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to land this plane real quick. Ready? I'm going to land this. I'm going to finish. That was Psalm 139. That was just one little psalm. But when I asked God to show up in a big way, he not only delivered, but he like, right? He knew exactly what I needed at that moment. And what I got from that 
is that God knows everything about me, that he's everywhere at all times. He's always for me. He's not afraid of anything. He puts his spirit inside of me, and I get to have his spirit, his Holy Spirit. God's presence is everywhere. There's nowhere I can't go. And I think that, I mean, this is a learning experience for me, and I hope this is learning for you. I think that we need to continually ask God to search our heart. God, come in. How can you correct us? God, come in. Change my life, God. Change the things where I am weak, where I'm fearful, God. Come in and make those strengths, Father. Will you come in and make those strengths? He cannot wait. He's dying, in fact, to change those things. He wants to help us. Seriously, I am still walking out those, some of those prayers and corrections from that 13-mile walk. I'm still walking out some of those prayers. I talk to God audibly for the rest of that entire walk. Yeah, worship team, you can come up. I talk to God for the rest of that entire walk. I talk to him about dreams and all kinds of things. I talk to him about school. I talk to him about, I mean, all kinds of stuff. It was like endless. The time, the alone time that we get to spend with God is so important. And for me, God needed to stop my car, and he needed me to walk in the middle of the night. And that road that was so dark and fearful and scary became, at the end of it, I mean, and I, it was like over like that. At the end of it, I was not afraid of anything. I got to talk to God the whole time. He filled me up. He showed me Psalm 139. He told me to fear not, right? Later, I was looking up more verses, and I came across Isaiah 41.10. Check this verse out. Isaiah 41.10 says, ready? It's the last verse up there. Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. Do not, or be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Wow. Fear not. That's God. God's telling us to fear not. He's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. He's not going to go away from us. There's nowhere, in fact, on the entire planet Earth that we can go away from his presence. That is good news. Somebody say amen. It doesn't matter what your situation is. It doesn't matter what you're dealing with. He is right there the entire time with us. You don't have to question, right? We don't have to, at the beginning of the night when we start worship, and I say, thank you, God, for your presence. I'm not saying, like, he wasn't here, but now he is here. No, no, no. He's always here. His spirit rests with his children, with us, with people who love him, his, right? Come on. This is where God's presence is at. He rests inside of us. Fear not. Don't be afraid. Have no fear. Remove fear from your life. Get rid of it. Allow God to turn that into boldness. You got to let him in and allow him to change your life. I guarantee you, if you just give him a little bit, he's going to do so much would change your life for the better. How many of you guys want to live without fear in your life? I want to see every hand up in this room because I want every single person to live fearlessly and trust God with everything. Trust God with everything. He wants to replace fear with boldness. Come on, somebody. Who wants boldness? He wants to give that to us. God loves us so much. He sent his son to die for us, you guys. Anyone who believes in him, repents and believes in him, 
will have eternal life, everlasting life. Your life will never end. We'll go in to live in, with, with Jesus in heaven forever. That is so good. Thank you, Lord, for doing that. God wants to show every single person how to be fearless to the point where the only, here it is, here's my last thing. You ready for this? God wants to teach every single person how to be fearless to the point of where the only fear you have in your life is the fear of not having God. That's called fear of the Lord. It doesn't mean, ah, God, you're scary. No, no, no. It's, God, I now know of you, and without you, I would be, I'm fearful without you. I need to have you. Once you get a hold of what, who God really is, it's no option to not have him. There's nothing you cannot conquer with him. The Bible says with man, it's questionable. Things are impossible. But with God, everything's possible. We can do all things through him because he strengthened us. Come on, somebody. Somebody say amen. We're going we're gonna to respond and just worship real quick. We're going to respond and worship. Just stand up where you are. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for tonight, God. Thank you that you're replacing fearless with boldness, God. Thank you that you really do mean that we need to fear not but trust you, Father. Thank you that you are our refuge, God. You are our strength. You're the rock upon which we stand. We love you.